0: The following program is a paid advertisement. The views reflected on this show are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. Doctor? Doctor?
1: Doctor? 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 Doctor?
0: You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000.
2: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Sports Medicine Weekly. My name is Steve Cashel, radio host of the Chicago Bulls. In a few minutes, I'll be joined by my co-host, Dr. Brian Cole, head team physician for the Chicago Bulls, and also a co-team physician with the Chicago White Sox, sports medicine specialist and orthopedic surgeon from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush and Rush University Medical Center. Coming up on the show today, did you know a GPS watch can be very effective and valuable in identifying and correcting running dynamics? Doug Atkins from ATI Physical Therapy recently led a study on the topic. Doug will be here to tell us more. And how many of you Weekend warriors out there suffer from foot and ankle injuries. We'll discuss the causes and preferred forms of treatment. Be joined by Dr. Adam Bitterman from Rush University Medical Center in Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. In addition, Dr. Cole will tell us more about the NBA Draft Combine and how NBA teams prepare medically for the NBA Draft. It's Sports Medicine Weekly. Dr. Cole and I will be back after this on ESPN Radio.
0: edge research diagnosis methods and treatments make them the highest ranked program in the state of illinois by u.s news and world report rankings for more information or to schedule an appointment visit them at rushortho.com or call 877 md bones midwest orthopedics at rush when only the best will do you're listening to sports medicine weekly with steve cashel and dr brian cole on espn 1000
2: back on this saturday morning Sports Medicine Weekly, net proceeds from our show, Sports Medicine Weekly. Go to support orthopedic research at Rush through the liveactivenow.org fund. This is Chicago's premier sports medicine program. Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole, our producer, board operator, George Katsourilos, our coordinating producer, Teresa Ann Seeger. Dr. Cole, next topic, I want to talk a little bit about um, performance measuring devices. Do you use any of those while working out? I mean wearable technology. Yeah. I assume you're referring to. So yeah. So I
3: I did the Fitbit for a little while, and um, I the the closest I get now in any you know sort of repeated basis is using an iWatch, which you know I have my activity monitor and so forth and steps and things like that. Has but it
2: changed your life?
3: For me, no. I mean, I you know I'm always looking to do more when I can, and always feel like I don't do enough. Um, so. I don't use that to register, but I, I can tell you that just for my patients who are all generally pretty active or wish to be active, uh, it's you know their the wearable technology is in, in, incredibly uh, popular and it's part of our culture for sure.
2: Well, how about this? A recent ATI physical therapy study found that GPS running watches can provide just as valid and reliable of information to the runner as would expensive laboratory motion capture systems in helping to identify and correct running form and technique.
3: How about uh, that? That's a mouthful.
2: Yeah, and the study was done by ATI's Doug Adams, or led by Doug Adams, who uh, joins us uh, right now uh, by phone. And uh, Doug, thanks so much for uh, for joining us here on Sports Medicine Weeklies from uh, Wilmington, Delaware. And uh, can you give us a brief overview of the article and why you did it?
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. Uh, really excited to share this. Uh, curiosity was really behind the article. A couple years back, we were talking about wearable technology, and we saw that these GPS running watches and wearable devices were having more capabilities. And they started to give us data on things like our cadence, which is the number of steps per minute that we take when we run, our vertical oscillation, which is how much we're bouncing up and down, and our ground contact time, which is the amount of time that our foot spends on the ground. So being uh, a little bit of a gear geek myself, I went out and bought one of these watches and tried out and found good results and improved performance and and decreased pain with running. So I started using it with my patients, and I thought it would be a good idea to make sure that uh, what I'm saying was actual uh, good, valuable information. So I decided to team up with ATI Physical Therapy and University of Delaware and do a study where we had runners uh, use the, one of these uh, Garmin Phoenix 2 uh, GPS watches that had these running dynamics. And we had them run with the watch. At the same time, we used the gold standard, which is a force plate, treadmill, and a motion capture analysis system. And we recorded it to see if there were any differences in the information. And what we found is that the uh, results showed it, that the watch was valid for our Cadence. And the bounce or that vertical oscillation we were talking about, and it showed reliability for the ground contact time, the cadence, and the bounce. So what we really see from this is that the changes that we observe in the watch are reflective of actual changes in your running form, which is exciting for clinicians like myself.
3: You know what's interesting? They pack so much technology in these watches. So this is the stuff that you're measuring is pretty high level. And I guess the real question is, can people... Uh, do you think people actually scratch the surface with, with the, the technology that these things offer and you know and how do they actually learn how to use it to the to the, the you know to maximize what they can get out of it
1: yeah you know advances come out all the time here, and I think it's it's a great point that we need to make sure that we're interpreting it correctly and we know what to do with, with all this information um I know the numbers can be a little daunting if you're not familiar with it but A lot of great information can be used by the runners themselves where they're able to look at it and see there's pretty common knowledge about changing your step rate and how this can affect and decrease some of the forces that we see acting on our body when we run. But I think it's also a great idea to speak with your sports medicine professional to make sure that they are able to help you interpret these results and see what they mean and help you to figure out as, as part of a full comprehensive uh, evaluation if you might want to change some of these characteristics that you can find on the watch. Not everyone needs to change their running form, uh, but it's an important thing that if you uh, are looking to maybe come back from an injury or improve your performance or prevent an injury, you talk with a sports medicine professional to see how this might help you and use this in your, your daily running routine.
2: Visiting with Doug Adams uh, from ATI Physical Therapy, uh, talking about uh, how GPS watches are valuable in identifying and correcting running dynamics. Uh, I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Clark, show of Sports Medicine Weekly. What does it this mean, uh, Doug, for, uh, for future of running?
1: I think it, uh, an exciting thing about this is that a lot of us run uh, in our natural environment outside, but... We also are confined to a treadmill, and you can often feel the difference of when you're running on a treadmill versus running outside in your natural environment. And if we start to find that technology, uh, like the watch that we studied here, is more available and less expensive, we can start to do different things, different studies where we can observe runners in a natural environment so that we can continue to understand what might be contributing to their injuries and how we can have an effect on their injuries as well due to the relatively low cost of this. Hopefully that can help to dramatically lower some of the uh, injury rates that we see, where we see runners, up to 50% of runners at any given time can be injured. So hopefully things like this will allow us to do more advanced studies and also get that technology in the hands of clinicians and athletes alike that they can use it to make a significant impact on their own running performance.
2: Are there certain watches that you recommend over others?
1: Uh, You know, there's uh, new watches coming out all the time here. we studied this Phoenix, too, uh, because of some of its availability and also uh, because it was the watch that I used myself. Um, So I I highly encourage you to use a watch that uh, has some good evidence to support it. And I think we're going to find more and more of these studies coming out. Hopefully uh, some of what we've done has spurred further studies on this. Uh, So I would recommend one that uh, really has some evidence behind it. I I think it is important for us to, like uh, Dr. Cole was saying, you want to be able to trust it. And if, if you find that there's valuable information for it, you're much more likely to use it as opposed to something that doesn't really provide you as much value or change what you think you're going to do on a day-to-day basis.
2: Fantastic stuff. Doug Adams from ATI Physical Therapy. Really appreciate you joining us, Doug.
1: Thank you for having
2: me. Back with more of our program, Sports Medicine Weekly, after this.
3: On ESPN Radio.
0: I've been having knee pain for quite some time and did what... Probably a lot of people do. I just ignored it and hoped it would go away. After a month, I couldn't take the pain anymore. I went to my family orthopedic. He told me that I needed physical therapy. When I received my prescription for therapy, the first thing I did was search PT companies online. I came across ATI Physical Therapy. It's close to home, has some great reviews. and When I called, they verified my insurance and scheduled me right away. No wait. Everything was so easy. And the staff was great. They kept my doctor informed of my progress along the way. Honestly, I look forward to going to my appointments. ATI made me feel like my recovery was their most important priority. I'd recommend them to anyone needing physical therapy. The experience was something I'll never forget. To learn more about what it's like to be a patient at ATI Physical Therapy, visit ATIPT.com and start your journey to get back to your best today. ATIPT.com.
4: Feeling tired, sluggish, and overweight? You will absolutely love this program. Sign up at 14daytransformation.com. That's the numbers 1-4-daytransformation.com or visit Karen's website at karenmalkin.com. That's K-A-R-E-N-M-A-L-K-I-N.com.
0: You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on ESPN 1000. Back on
2: Sports Medicine Weekly, Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole. net proceeds from our program go to support orthopedic research at Rush through the Live Active Now dot org fun dr cole um the nba draft is coming up on june 23rd and i know we've talked in the past on this show about the nba combine where you guys have an active role on the medical side to go through and uh, see how these uh, future stars future nba players uh, perform medically uh, what about those that Aren't invited to the combine. How many are invited to the combine?
3: Typically, it's around 60
2: players. Okay. And they're typically,
3: you know, they have to have at least a year of college. Um, I'd say it felt like a lot of guys this year did not finish college a couple of years and then were trying to come out. And then there's, and that's where they undergo all their pre, sort of pre season, pre draft testing. And there's a medical side, an orthopedic side, and then there's, they do various metrics and measurements as well. So there's, different components of it and then they they basically play and they work out and they get watched so it's a way to bring everyone to the same place so that they can get evaluated and it makes it you know a lot of times that even if they don't come the scouts kind of know where these guys will fall but it's kind of it's very efficient to have them all at the same place at the same time and then we get all the medical stuff done we also have our team a team physician meeting uh Uh, during that time as well. All the NBA doctors? Yeah, and all the trainers are there. And, you know, I gave a couple lectures to the trainers, and they were all in one place and, you know, just a a very good group of people and um, sort of makes it very efficient for us all to be at the same place at the same time. But the crux of it from the medical side is that they come in, you know, if they have even had a history of a knee discomfort, they get an X-ray and maybe or likely an MRI and basically, they just get sort of poked and prodded for a couple of days, and on the orthopedic side, and tests, and cardiac testing, and blood tests, EKG, and uh, you know, pulmonary testing, and so forth, and all that gets done there. You want to get the mo- the largest number of guys through that at that at this time because it's just very efficient. And the guys who don't come or aren't invited, uh, some of them had graduation, didn't come. You know, they were invited, they couldn't come because of that, or they had family issues. Um, those who are kind of left over on the on the fringe have to also be evaluated. So, the teams will bring them in if they're a draft prospect, and uh, uh, if they bring them in first, then you got to do that all that testing again outside the combine system. So that can be uh, a scheduling a scheduling issue, but we get it done.
2: Wow. So the Bulls might give you a list of these, you know, ten or whoever draft prospects that weren't in the top sixty might come through, maybe in their top sixty, but weren't. Attending the combine, or
3: yeah, exactly. I mean, every team kind of goes through this, and there's a lot of guys out there. They come from Europe, they come from uh, uh, Asia, they come from you know South America, and then guys who just never were invited. So there's a huge number that teams will might or could be interested in throughout the course of the summer, going into October. So at any given moment, you know, you get a, an email or a phone call saying we've got to get this guy evaluated. And you know, the great thing is that people kind of bend over backwards to help the organization and. Uh, we have a lot of people helping, and uh, you know, one of my one or two of my assistants is sort of ready. You know, I say I'm always available twenty four seven. They are too. Uh, to, you know, Valerie and Sam kind of hold on the fort, and you know, these guys have to be escorted to different places. They got to get to the EKG lab. They got to get to the, the 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 lung testing. They've got to get to the blood lab, and to see me or Dr. Weber and what have you, and there's a lot of moving parts to try to get a player through the system and make sure you don't miss anything.
2: Wow, and is this information shared with other NBA teams, or do these players go to each different city that they might be considered as a draft prospect? It's a a
3: very challenging thing, and we've been working with the players' organization in the NBA to try to streamline it because it seems, it, it is a big challenge because of all the HIPAA issues and everything else. We have a wonderful repository and database that's HIPAA-protected and encrypted and so forth, um, but it's been difficult to streamline to the point where you can easily share the history, the physical, the testing, so that the other doctors can view it very quickly because there's no centralized system other than what the NBA has. So, And then the question is, who pays those bills? So it's a really yeah, uh, true. It's it's a fascinating side of it that um, there's a tremendous amount of logistics that – Still isn't figured out completely yet, and we'd like to make it as cost effective as possible, and not have to inconvenience a player to get him the same thing MRI five times in a row.
2: Our Bulls team physician, Doctor Brian Cole, talking about uh, NBA draft prospects, and then once they're drafted, let's say the Bulls have you know a couple of picks, and uh, then you bring them in uh, for additional testing after that, or is it pretty much all done? You wait till training so, camp.
3: So you know there are things that come up during uh, during the combine that will raise some uh, red flags if you will and if they're high on the list they sometimes get brought in again and get reevaluated to see where those conditions are because you know some of these young people have had recent surgeries you know they just finish up through the tournament or they get injured in the tournament and so forth so while historically they've been great players you don't have a lot of experience with them because they've been out from a recent injury so you got to get a sense how the recovery is going and that's a really challenging area because you got to be able to predict and kind of understand injury and do your best to make the best assessment you can within imperfect information.
2: Terrific stuff. Appreciate it. That's Dr. Brian I'm Steve Cashel, back with more Sports Medicine Weekly after this. On ESPN Radio.
0: Returning patients who suffer from cartilage defects to an active lifestyle is the goal. Prochondrix, the latest solution from Allosource, is an innovative, cost-effective, fresh cartilage allograft designed to restore cartilage and restore life. To learn more about Prochondrix or allografts, visit Prochondrix.org. That's P-R-O-C-H-O-N-D-R-I-X.org. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on ESPN. Back on Sports
2: Medicine Weekly on this Saturday morning, our producer, board operator, George Katsurillos, our coordinating producer, Tree Sand Seeger, Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Cole. Dr. Cole, I got a question for you. What percent of your patients fall into the category of weekend warrior?
3: Oh, I'd say the vast
2: majority. I mean,
3: the reality is um, probably high-level athletes, professional, you know, small, you're talking less than 5%. You can't fill a practice with that, and I hope not to, to be honest. Um, You'd like to see them playing. College is a big one. We see a lot of collegiate athletes, but the vast majority of people we treat are otherwise very active. We have their day job, and they depend on remaining active, and uh, something goes awry, and they come into our office at Midwest Orthopedics.
2: Good. Let's talk about ankle and foot injuries. Got a great guest in studio with us from uh, Rush University Medical Center, Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. Dr. Adam Bitterman. Dr. Adam, thanks for joining us. Thanks very much for having me. Appreciate it. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the common foot and ankle injuries of the weekend warrior. Dr. Cole said big part of his practice. So why are ankle and foot injuries so important?
5: So that's a great question. Um, Traumatic foot and ankle injuries account for nearly 3 million office visits uh, in a year. And it makes sense because we take about 10,000 steps in a day. And we really take for granted our ability to walk and... uh, these, these two lower extremities that we have uh, are relied upon significantly. And uh, any small mechanical alteration throughout the year, throughout one's lifespan, can result in significant injury. And it's important that we uh, pay close attention to these because there's significant uh, morbidity associated with them if they're missed.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I would tell you that a foot and ankle problem is you know, people come in for elective surgery, for example, for foot problems like bunions and so forth when it's purely cosmetic, and I get it. Shoe wears a problem, it hurts, it's sore, it doesn't look great, but without having consistent pain, opting for surgery, for example, that could potentially, right, lead to longstanding pain when you didn't have it before is, right? is a big deal. You just never want to be in a situation where you can avoid ongoing foot pain because it's the nemesis of being active for sure.
2: And Doctor Bitterman, what are what do you believe to be some of the causes of uh, of these injuries?
5: To me, it seems like there are uh, a significant amount of athletic injuries, and they can be broken down based on the po- patient population. Uh, you have, like Doctor Cole said, you have your professional athlete, and they're they're the ones that are performing at a high level. They also include high level high school and and college athletes, and and these are individuals who are throwing their bodies around to compete at such a high level in order to win. Then you have the weekend warrior who works in an office building from 9 to 5 and then decides on a, on a Saturday morning, hey, let's go out uh, with our buddies from high school or college and let's throw the football around, let's play some basketball. But they don't have an adequate uh, stretching regimen beforehand. They don't warm up appropriately. And then their form is not nearly as good as those who are uh, competing professionally. Add that all together and you get a a recipe for disaster.
3: So let's, you know, let's, so actually, to clarify, you're in your training, tell us a little bit where you are right now and where you're going. Sure. So So
5: I'm currently uh, doing my fellowship at uh, Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, Rush University Medical Center, with doctors uh, Holmes, Lee, and Lynn. Yep. That's our
3: foot and ankle specialist.
5: Yep. And then I'm taking my talents back to Long Island and I'll be working with the Northwell Health System at Huntington Hospital. And you'll be doing uh, specifically foot and ankle? Yeah. So I'll be uh, one of the foot and ankle specialists there. So, you know, if you had to break up,
3: like, you've been exposed to a lot. Three very busy uh, foot and ankle surgeons. Uh, Give us the top three to five things that you're seeing that are sport-related foot and ankle problems.
5: Achilles tendon, number one. Yeah. Lisfranc injury is number two. So that's a midfoot sprain, high-energy injury. Not, not, not a great thing to have for sure. Definitely not. Uh, and then there's the fracture category, which I can group in ankle fractures and fifth metatarsal fractures. Right. Uh, and then occasionally we'll see the talus fracture as well. So yeah. What's the
2: Jones fracture? So
5: that's, you know, it's interesting. We just did combine, and that's still probably
3: one of the most common things we see uh, in the NBA. I think has, that's what it, Kevin with, Durant had last yeah, year, right? Yeah, it's just really common. It's, the you know, the fifth metatarsal bone, the outer foot bone. Okay. Because the, the tendency, we think there may be some biomechanical things in their feet and their alignment that predispose them to these because we see him so commonly. And every year has a different flavor of the combine as far as what these college kids have had. Uh, but uh, this is one of the years of the, you know, if you go back, it's, you know, this stuff's all public, what these guys get when they're in college. But this has been the year of the fifth metatarsal fracture. Good news is when uh, guys like Dr. Bitterman fix them, they get better and they're playing, you know, six, eight weeks later with, you know, not with a screw in their foot, but they tolerate it just fine. So it's one like of those Like Kevin Durant.
2: Of, He's having a terrific year yeah, and no, play off in the whole thing, you yeah. know. Yeah,
3: it's a it's a very common basketball injury. Probably the most, uh, de- depending on when we look, one of the most common, uh, surgurized problems that we see in in totality, especially in our younger our younger basketball players.
2: Yeah, I would agree. And, Dr. Cole, I want to go back because you, you often bring up this term, and I still have to learn to define it fellowship. Okay, so someone yeah. does a fellowship. I only hear sure. it in the medical practice, really. You talk, oh, we got a fellow here, and right. he's doing a fellowship. Explain to our listeners what a fellowship is so, with you guys.
3: yeah, so, you know, in, um, just the, 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 the sequence is you go to medical school, okay. right, and that's four years. Typically, uh, you then will do some type of internship, which can be, say, general surgery if you're going into surgery or primary care medicine, what have you. And then at least in orthopedics, you do a, a residency, which is an additional four years of training. And then you can actually come out. You're board eligible. You could be in practice. And that's probably what the majority of people do when they finish their training. But uh, a subset will go on for specialized training. So even though uh, I learned sports medicine surgery as a, a resident, I didn't specialize in it, didn't get extensively exposed to it, didn't see patient clinics that were all sports medicine patients, whereas in a fellowship, that's all you do. So it's typically like our fellowship is a mentorship model. Dr. Bitterman's uh, fellowship is a mentorship model. He's working with three different individuals, spending a significant amount of time with them. You assist in the operating room. You help with determining proper indications for surgery, how to do non-surgical care, how to run a practice. I mean, what it, what I always tell people when we interview for fellowships, is it escalates you five years into the future, you know, because otherwise you would it would take forever to see the kind of p- problems that we see on a daily basis in your own practice because it usually starts out pretty slow. So it basically puts your training on steroids for a year. Well, that's great, and they get they come out they're very accomplishment. Uh, excuse me, very accomplished. They're they can do surgeries that they probably wouldn't take a long time to accumulate some degree of expertise in uh, because things are such at such high frequency in the programs they train at.
2: Neat stuff. We're visiting yeah. with Dr. Adam Bitterman, doctor of um, osteopathic medicine for Rush University Medical Center, Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, talking a little bit about the common foot and ankle injuries of the weekend warrior. Who else do we see besides the weekend warriors out there? The kids and their growth plates, right?
3: How does common right Adam for uh, foot injuries? Do you see very much of that?
5: Occasionally, ankle fractures will come in, but generally those are treated non-operatively. Yeah,
3: I mean, you get we see a lot, a lot of plantar fasciitis. We had the years of plantar fasciitis or heel spurs. What's the most contemporary treatment now for uh, heel spurs or that? That's the common, the lay people call it, or plantar fasciitis. What are the three things we do for that now?
5: Generally, it's uh, it's automatic. It's physical therapy. We'll give them some uh, heel cups for their shoes and then a night splint to help them stay uh, loose throughout the night and into the morning.
3: And what, what's the most common injection you give for uh, plantar fasciitis? None. Okay. That's interesting because if you ask the podiatry population, they do a fair amount of them, right? Is that right. Including corticosteroids. So I've heard, yeah. 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 That little different philosophy.
2: A cortisone to take away the pain?
3: Yeah, pain and maybe induce some, you know, vascularization or, you know, blood supply to the area. And it's not necessarily inflammation. It's a tendon problem. So, but the risk is that you can cause a rupture in the plantar fascia, so... We tend to be a little more cautious, but it is a described treatment.
2: Alright guys, good stuff. Dr. Adam Bitterman from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, Rush University Medical Center along with Dr. Brian Cullen. I'm Steve Cashel and we're back with more of our show after this on ESPN Radio.
4: Feeling tired, sluggish and overweight? If you're looking to lose weight and gain energy, join us in Karen Mulkins' 14 Day Transformation Cleanse. You're going to absolutely love this Whole Foods Cleanse. You'll feel great, lose weight, build lean muscle, improve sleep, boost metabolism and enhance athletic performance. This VIP done for you cleanse comes with a 14-Day Transformation Wellness Bag containing MCT Lean Vegan Protein Blend, fat-burning MCT Lean MCT Oil, snacks, superfoods, recipes, guidelines, videos, and other surprises. You will absolutely love this program. Sign up at 14daytransformation.com. That's the numbers 14daytransformation.com or visit Karen's website at karenmalkin.com. That's K-A-R-E-N-M-A-L-K-I-N.com.
0: The best athletes in the world and their medical teams have been trusting Don Joy products for over 30 years. With a goal to protect and return confidence in sport post-injury, DonJoy is the trusted leader to get and keep athletes in action. Whether it's football, basketball, soccer, volleyball, or even the official medical supplier to the U.S. ski team, always trust the global leader in sports medicine. Trust DonJoy, a product of djoglobal.com. At Athletico Physical Therapy, we know
2: there is freedom from pain and you can get back to doing the things you love. Whether it's running an 8K, playing a game of tag in the yard, or walking safely to your car, pain should not slow you down. With locations throughout eight states that offer complimentary injury screens, your choice to go with our team is the smart choice. Visit athletico.com to request your complimentary injury screening and start feeling better with us today. Athletico, better for everybody.
0: You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000.
2: Sports Medicine Weekly has been brought to you by Athletico Physical Therapy, by Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, by Karen Malkin Health Counseling, by Integrated Orthopedics, by Source, by Donjoy Orthopedics, by Midwest, and by ATI Physical Therapy. Many thanks to our producer and board operator, George Katsarilos. Our coordinating producer is Teresa Ann Seeger. We also want to thank David Cole for managing the website and our business operations, as well as Samantha Smith from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. For Dr. Brian Cole, I'm Steve Cashel saying so long.
0: The preceding program was a paid advertisement. The views reflected are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000.